This podcast is part of the Big Heads Media Podcast Network. Go to BigHeadsMedia.com for more great podcasts. Well, hello everyone. Welcome back to Massive Late Fees Dumpster Diving, uh, where we look at something that's absolutely horrible. How you doing, Mike? Not too bad. How about yourself? Good. We this one. I'm sort of I'm sort of looking forward to to this one. But real quick before we before we get into it, I just wanted to uh, do a quick product review. We uh, and full disclosure, uh, we were sent some some equipment from Rode, the uh, the microphone maker, and we've gotten some some pretty amazing stuff out of it. I'll tell you that much. Uh, now this is a completely honest review. You know, we're not being paid to do this or, or anything like that. Uh, you know, we've we've been using their equipment and just kind of, I wanted to give a quick shout out. Mike hasn't actually gotten a hold of his, his yet, but I wanted to do one real quick uh, for everybody. So we were uh, given the Rodecaster Pro Mixer, the uh, Procaster microphones, and some uh, PS, PSA1 uh, boom arms. Now... I've talked about this on, on Retro Late Fee as well uh, with, with my wife, but I want to also let everyone over here know. So, I, I mean, if you're a podcaster, if, you, if you're a podcaster and you're listening to the show, I, I cannot more highly recommend the Roadcaster Pro Mixer. First of all, it, it, I don't know anything about how to do this. <laughs> as anyone that listens to the show knows, I am completely clueless. Uh, especially when it comes to technical stuff. And this thing is incredibly easy to use. It replaces about four different pieces of equipment. If you go on the road to do your podcast, if you do interviews for your podcast, if you want to do any kind of live events, you absolutely need this thing. So this thing has got a a, a slot for a, what do they call them, a mini SD card that has its own internal recording. So you don't even need a, re- a computer to record the podcast. You can just do a completely uh, on-the-fly, record it to the SD card, and then transfer it over to the computer later. It's uh, super easy to do. You can you can program different sounds into the soundboard. So you can do you know different sound effects. You can do your theme music, anything like that, which basically takes my editing time down from a couple hours to almost nothing. Uh, at that point. And then if you're doing interviews, you can connect your phone with a uh, TSSR cable. You can connect your phone via Bluetooth. It's absolutely fantastic. And the sound quality is amazing. There are a ton of things that I could say about it. And I'll probably talk about it a little bit here and there throughout different episodes uh, as, as uh, you know, we start to use it more, you know, when we use different features and stuff like that, I'm sure I'll bring it up. I'm absolutely, like my wife says, I'm absolutely in love with the thing. I've been using it uh, constantly. And then the Procaster microphones, I mean, you can probably hear the difference. Uh, the microphones we were using were, were good, high-quality microphones for sure, but these Procaster microphones are absolutely fantastic. They are top of the line. The The audio quality is outstanding. And then the the boom arms are just really solidly made, very, very smooth. The, I've used other boom arms before. These ones are definitely, for not a lot much more money, these ones are definitely, uh, you know, 
better than than any of the ones I've used. So if you're if you're really serious about uh, you know podcasting and you you know you want to get into it, I mean, I would invest some money into at least at least the microphones. I think really change the sound quality. I was amazed when because uh, this is the first time that Mike and I are recording with it, but Carol and I recorded one of the episodes uh, of Pulp Fiction, actually, that you'll hear in a couple weeks uh, on Retro Late Feet, and I was blown away by the difference in the sound quality. It's it's outstanding. So I just wanted to get that out there and uh, and let everyone know kind of what we thought of it. Uh, like I said, I'll probably be mentioning it from time to time, uh, you know, as we go forward. But that's uh, that's my little <laughs> my little spiel there. So anyway, uh, dumpster diving now. Mike, are you are you still awake after all that? What? <laughs> I went on a little longer than I than I probably <laughs> wanted to, but uh, anyway. So that the, this week we saw or we watched the Cosby Show from from way back when, season seven, episode three, entitled "Last Barbecue." Mike, what were your your initial impressions of this episode of the Cosby Show, and did you feel weird watching it, knowing everything that that's happened? Um, I never really watched the Cosby Show. I can maybe think of like one or two episodes I'd ever seen mm-hmm. during the entire run. Just, just not a show I ever watched. Okay. Um, it's it seemed like a very generic like eighty sitcom. I mean, I, I'm sure if you were more of a fan of the show, Bill. I mean, Bill Cosby was barely in this episode. I felt like. It's more about like uh, I, I don't remember his daughter, uh, the one played by Lisa Bonet, like her husband and Denise. Uh, I, I don't think, even, right? I don't even know who the other lady is. I mean, I don't really. It was that the same one that was on the show initially? I think her name's Vanessa. Yeah, you know what's funny? I don't know. I don't know if that's a different actress or not. I remember seeing her and I was like, that's that's not the same Vanessa, is it? But I think right, maybe it, it is. And I, I don't know because I remember uh, watching some like behind the. Uh, music or true Hollywood story kind of thing where it's like Bill Cosby really encouraged the kids to like go to college. So mm. maybe it's a different Vanessa. I honestly don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I think Tempest Bledsoe was the original Vanessa. I think you're right. So I don't know if that's what she looks like now. Uh, of, of course, famous sister of uh, Drew Bledsoe. Right. But yeah, so the reason I picked this one, and I remember this one fairly, fairly clearly, uh, I did watch the show when I was a kid, when I was pretty young. My family watched the show. It was just one of those shows that we watched as a family together because it was good, wholesome family fun, we thought. But this episode hasn't aged super well. <laughs> so what happens is uh, the the family is getting ready for a barbecue, and Cliff has his signature barbecue sauce uh, the barbecue sauce that he is famous for, I guess everybody loves it. And I think his name is, is his name Alvin. It's uh, it's the one sister, not Denise's. No, husband. I think it's Elv- Elvin. I think is his Elvin, name. right? Okay, so he's like he's a Lord of the Rings character. Right. He, it's, uh, he's played by the actor. Uh, what's his name? Gregory something. Who kind of famously last year was like, uh, yeah, like videoed uh, at a Whole Foods, yeah, and like he, people were like, you know, shaming him. But he's like, yeah, I, I, I have to work. I mean, this is what an actor's life is like for the most. Yeah, yeah, he works at Whole Foods now, which you know, I, th- I think his attitude about it and everything was uh, was completely cool. So. Yeah, he was because yeah, I only seen him on like it's always sunny in Philadelphia a few years ago. He was on there like. For 30, 30 seconds, maybe. It wasn't a very long oh, okay. appearance. 
Um, but I think after that whole Foods thing, I thought I heard Tyler Perry uh, like was putting him or auditioning him for one of his shows or something. So I don't. I don't. No, that's cool. Maybe something good can come out of Tyler Perry's existence. Great. But anyway, so yeah, so he's trying to figure out what the recipe is and of the barbecue sauce, and he's he's you know he's eating a little bit of it, he's all orange juice, oregano, all this stuff. And, and Cliff is like a kind of wackily like a, you know sneaky ingredients when Elvin's not looking throughout mm-hmm. the episode and like hey what's that and he like drops it again the barbecue sauce which it's kind of weird I mean I've never known anyone to make their own barbecue sauce I mean I don't know I'm sure it's you know possible it's just weird to me. yeah it is it is a strange strange thing for sure but I, mean, I don't think I'm gonna go to the store and um, make something for uh, less than the two dollar bottle of like open pit or whatever I buy. Right, exactly. Yeah, it's not something that's cost a lot of money or anything like that. Yeah, it's like twelve twelve dollars worth of ingredients to make barbecue sauce at home, probably. <laughs> yeah, it's one of those things that you'd have to. I guess it would. It would. You know, it would probably be cheaper to make your own. I suppose, but I don't think so. Well, only in bulk. You'd have to store it. Oh yeah, for sure. <laughs> like you'd have to make a ton of it. Yeah, because you're right. If you were making it as like a one use thing, then you're probably paying like five times what you'd pay for a bottle. Right, but then, uh, like, can you store it proper? I mean, you could can it, I suppose. Yeah. But I mean, have you ever heard someone say, "Hand me that can of barbecue sauce"? <laughs> right. That's the that's the thing is, I don't I don't think it's practical. Like, I think you could make it cheaper than than you buy it, but I don't think it's practical to do so. Yeah, I mean, unless you make it like some crazily better way, like he supposedly has done, but yeah, I don't know. yeah, and it's clear he's not making a ton of it. It's a little, little saucepan, right? So yeah, he's he's doing that, and uh, I can't remember anyone's name other than than the girls. But Denise is there with her husband, who I remember was in the Navy, and he you know he's out now, and they're talking about how, uh, what's his name? Oh, what's the son's name? Elvin? Theo. Oh, Theo. Theo. Yeah. They're talking about... Oh, yeah. yeah, go ahead. Oh, yeah. I think uh, we need to set this up a little bit because it's just really kind of weird because, like, it's like, oh, Denise, it was your uh, one-year anniversary. They just suddenly remember that. And uh-huh. Like, they're like, I think her husband's name is Greg, maybe? Gregory? Sure. We'll go with that. I don't know. But he's like... And then someone, like, I think it's Theo, like you said, brings up, like, oh, did you have a, uh, a bachelor party? And he's right. like, no, I didn't, Theo. Yeah, they were because t- they were talking about uh, Denise's wedding party or something or whatever the bridal shower, and she he said, "Oh yeah, you had a bridal shower, but Alvin, we never threw you a bachelor party." And he said, "Well, I kind of had one on the ship," and he talked about how the guys threw him a party and one of the ensigns dressed up like a woman <laughs> with a mop on his head, and so. Theo said we should throw you a bachelor party, and at first Denise and and the other the other women agreed. He said, "Yeah, go ahead and and have some fun uh, with your guy friends." So Theo starts calling around, uh, asking how much this party is going to cost him. It's clear he's not happy with the answers that he's getting from his buddy because <laughs> he wants to take away the food, he wants to take away all this stuff. But then he said, "Oh, a stripper." Yeah, you know, that's that's a possibility. So how much did the stripper cost? And Denise is a little upset that he's thinking about hiring a stripper for this bachelor party. I don't know what's, what did she think was going to happen. What did she think they were going to do? Yeah, keep... yeah, especially in the 80s, like when people didn't really karaoke that much. Like what do they think people are going to do during this uh, time period? Seriously. 
I mean, he had... Sit around watching stag films, whack it off together or something? (laughs) Right. They're in a circle. He... It was such it was such a trope that uh, the male guy on the ship did it. Great. But anyway, so the you know, he, she says to him as he's coming in with the, the ice and everything, she says, Hey, Theo wants to hire you a stripper, and he goes, No, and kind of laughs and walks away. So she's not happy about this. She kind of brings it up to her sister, who's also not happy about it. And then they bring it up to her mom, who says, well, what did, she, what did he say when you told him no? Basically, is what she says. She, it's a longer way around, but she says, what did, he, what did he say when you told him no? And they said, well, we didn't say anything. And she goes, well, I've always spoke up or told you to you know, speak up and everything. And so Cliff walks in and she says, hey, you know, did you know the boys are going to get a stripper for, for this bachelor party? And he goes, yeah. <laughs> He's already found out about it somehow. So, I don't even know what, what he's doing on this show. Like, he doesn't really do much except for, like, I'm not even exaggerating. He just kind of, like, in this, makes mm-hmm. funny faces and noises in the background. Yeah. That is, it was, like, the stereotypical thing that people do when they're doing an impression of him. But, I mean, is that all he does on the show? I, I've never really seen the show. Pretty much, yes. That is basically his role on the show. I mean, every once in a while, like, he'd give a like a heartfelt speech or, or deliver some sort of lesson. But for the sure. most part, yeah, he's mostly just making faces and funny noises. But uh, he, so yeah, because he says, so she says to him, well, you know, what do you think about that? And he said, I think it's dumb. I think it's outdated, all this stuff and everything. And, you know, I don't really approve of it. And she says, well, you know, why didn't, did you say anything to him? And he goes, no, because I'm not married to him. <laughs> He says, now, you, you, if you were going to see a, a stripper, and then that's when he does one of his noises, or whatever whatever, whatever noise he makes, which is supposed to be funny, I guess. I mean, the audience laughs. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. But anyway, so they they go out to the barbecue, uh, and then Alvin, get, or Alvin gets uh, pulled into it as well. Uh, basically, the entire family gets pulled into this giant argument about whether or not they should have strippers or a stripper at the at the bachelor party and how demeaning it is for women. Elvin brings up how it's demeaning for men and and they you know the women say no, it's not demeaning for men at all. They they basically show the the double standard there, I guess. Elvin brings up a story about a buddy that he knew that felt victimized. I have to say I've never been a male stripper and I don't know any male strippers. But I've got to imagine that a lot of them probably are groped pretty hardcore. I mean, I've seen, I've lived in Vegas and I've seen some of those women going into the stripper, the male stripper shows. They don't look like they're, they don't look very, I don't know, somber. <laughs> you know, they're pretty raucous. They're, they're not knitting Emily in. Yeah, exactly. They're they're pretty raucous and ready for for some stuff. So. So I got to imagine that for some guys probably I, it's probably like with with women honestly some guys probably love it and some guys probably feel you know victimized by it that's my guess But imagine those guys probably wouldn't be getting into it because they would realize you know in like 5 seconds like oh I'm going to be groped probably Yeah I'm that's my guess but maybe some of them need to do it for some kind of financial reasons I don't know I mean I don't think anyone's ever been in such a specific situation that my only way out is stripping 
Yeah, it does seem it's is a it is definitely a trope. I mean, if you're really that desperate for money, I, I'd rather murder somebody than you know have to strip if I didn't want to. <laughs> yeah, I mean that does sound. You probably make a lot more that way too. Absolutely. Yeah, how, a how, feared name in the under, underground community. How much would somebody pay Alvin to kill people? That's what he should have done instead of working at Whole Foods. Yeah, uh, no, I don't think I don't think Hitman get paid as much as everyone thinks, which is kind of sad in a way. It is. That's a lot of risk to take if you're not getting a big paycheck. And then you always hear about these bozos on like the news who are like, uh, you know, oh, give me a chicken sandwich and I'll go, you know, beat your mother to death with a uh, pipe. Holy shit! You know, have you ever heard that with like people like there's like insane people on the news, like some woman the other day like traded her baby for like a car or something like that? She was like a meth head or something? What? Yeah. But what I'm saying is if you're at the hitman market, these are all all devaluing you know, the value of a good clean That's true. That is definitely I mean, true. If you get if you get some if you get some crackhead to, you know, go run somebody over in your car for like fifty bucks, I mean, you know, why would you bother even paying, you know, top dollar for, you know, a premium service? Absolutely. I mean, it, it, it's really, it's taking the professionalism out of it, which I think is horrible. And what's worse is you know, now you get some people that are not even being killed properly. You know, you're yep. getting people like paralyzed or just exactly. like, you know, bothered a lot, you know. Yep. In a coma. And that's, that's no good when you want someone yeah. gone. Insurance, I mean, if insurance if money's like not going to yeah. pay out for a coma. Yeah. If it's an insurance situation, <laughs> you just like fuck your client over. By the way, I have to say, don't you think a baby's worth a lot more than a car? I mean, what kind of car? It wasn't a good one. Uh, yeah. I, I mean, I got to say, even if, if, especially if it's a female baby because the sex trade, you know, I mean, that's, that's like trading on geez. futures. Oh my God. How dark can we go with this? I, I thought you were going to like a, with a comment about China when you mentioned a female baby. I thought you were going to say they have no value because, <laughs> you know, in China, in China, they have no value. Well, they probably have no value here because honestly, in China, they probably you know they want to get rid of the female babies more than anything else. So the amount of Chinese babies available for I almost almost said rent for adoption here are probably probably vastly outnumber the men. So female babies oh, probably we, we, aren't we, worth we, as much. We, we better stop talking about China. We don't want to be boycotted or uh, suffer financial losses. That's true. Yeah, exactly. We're we're just like Google and Facebook. Yeah, I like how uh, the NBA like uh, won't have the All Star game in uh, North Carolina because there's like some about the uh, bathrooms. But mm -hmm. I mean, you know, they'll put their entire like you know fucking preseason in a country that you know probably has some you know a little more severe you know violations of human rights than that. Yeah, exactly. It's like the the wrestling going over to to Saudi Arabia or whatever it is. They they all it's all hypocrisy, all of it. I do love though that uh, it's Disney's a big factor in it too because I mean that's just I mean if there's any doubt that anyone has that Disney is just like the most like ruthless like you know money hungry company out there then just look at you know their records across. Absolutely. Yep. Uh, but Bill Cosby. <laughs> Speaking of monsters. <laughs> exactly. So they get into this huge argument about whether or not strippers should should be allowed there. The grandparents come over and they calm things down for a second by basically they ask if the grandpa if he had a stripper and he said, "Well, no, I had a fan dancer, which I guess was 
whatever year it's supposed to be, 1940s, uh, 1940s equivalent of a stripper, where she danced. I think f- he says it was like right after World War II or something, or right before it. So it's it, they they tie the time period to around World War II. Yeah. So he he tells a story about how she you know like exposes her shoulder and and then covers it up again. And the, the the grandmother is all pissed off when they go into the kitchen about it because she hates that story. And this is the first time that she's ever mentioned anything to him in 50 years for whatever reason. I don't know. So he says, oh, you know, I'm sorry and all this stuff. So that starts the argument again, kind of. Then they eat the barbecue because, you know, Bill Cosby looks pissed. <laughs> so they start eating the barbecue. They start making up and then they start kissing and then this is why I wanted to cover this. The wife, uh what's her Claire. name? Claire. Claire, yeah, says that oh it's so nice to see them work things out. And Cliff says they didn't work anything out. It's the barbecue sauce. Haven't you ever noticed that anytime I feed someone this concoction, they suddenly get very amorous. And want to have sex, basically, is what he's saying. Yeah, yeah, that was uh, definitely a very odd and unnecessary part of the story. I think this is his on-air confession. I think his subconscious wanted people to know about this. His guilt couldn't take it. I don't think so. I think it's the opposite. I think this is is hubris. He was just saying right in people's faces. You know what? I give people a uh, (laughs) substance that makes them want to have sex with me. Yeah, it could be. Yeah, exactly. He he thought he was immortal. And for a while, I don't think he feels good. He seems like a pure psychopath from everything I've read about him. Yeah, so he... (laughs) He he says to his wife, I've got a cup upstairs (laughs) by the bed... So let's uh, let's get you horned up and everything, and then yeah, like in the middle of like a party, they're throwing at their house. Yeah, exactly. And then the uh, the little uh, boyfriend uh, Kenny, Kenny, I think. Yeah, Kenny, uh, yeah. Rudy's little boyfriend starts dipping the chicken into the sauce, saying how and good he's like it is. going gangbusters on that. He's like he's like you know he's just got barbecue sauce all over his face. Yeah, so uh, Cliff grabs that away from him because he doesn't want yeah, his see, daughter raped. Yeah, he just aggressively like wipes it out of the inside of his mouth at one point, I believe. <laughs> yeah. He's it's like, like, oh my God, what are you giving your wife that you're afraid to have your daughter have? Yeah, exactly. So that's uh, that's basically the episode. That's, that's where the episode ends. But it doesn't age terribly well. And... I wonder, what do you think of the conversation that they have surrounding the the stripper thing? Like, what's your take on that? Um, when I got married, I didn't even think about going to like a strip club because they don't really. I don't really care for them. They don't mm-hmm. really interest me that much. Yeah. Um, I don't think my wife would have cared if I had gone though, because I mean, if I'm just looking, I mean, I'm a human being. You know, she understands just as I understand that if she you know sees someone she finds attractive and looks at them, it's not like you know she's trying to offend me in any way or anything like that. Right. I mean, it's just, it's just, I think it, to me, it's, I mean, it's an older episode and I think I've seen this conversation on like 5,000 sitcoms at this point. So yeah. I mean, for all I know, this may have been the first time it was ever on the air, but it's like very stale to me at this point. It's just like, 
Yeah, I get it. It's 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 not something I really see as controversial at all. But I mean, if you want to be, be upset by someone's, you know, natural human instincts, I guess go ahead. It's just it's funny to me the conversation they have because it sounds like a conversation that people might have now, I suppose. It's very they're very woke, I guess, in a, in a lot of ways. And I guess I didn't realize that that started that long ago, I suppose. But Yeah, a lot of this episode definitely was very like modern and like the sense that, you know, some of the arguments they were having about, you know, um, what's offensive and, you know, women shouldn't have to feel this way and that sort of thing. I mean, you know, I, you know, I didn't realize it was such a mainstream topic back then, which is what, the 90s probably? Uh, yeah, I think probably 90, 91, something like that, towards, towards the very end of the run of the Cosby show. Yeah, but I think, you know, obviously in the early 90s with like Clarence Thomas and Anita Hill, there was, you know, quite the conversation on the very topic. So that's true. I, I mean, it's, yeah, it did, it did seem a lot modern in that respect, but like the storyline itself and like I, I didn't laugh a single time during the episode. I mean, I, cr- I like mm, kind of yeah. did that when, when they were discussing the sauce, especially when he's like wiping it off that kid's face. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like how like like oh wait okay like if you I couldn't see it as anything but like a really fuck up thing that was going on. Yeah, exactly. The, the whole thing was very messed up because all the other people were kissing and hugging on each other, and I mean it was it was in light of whatever everything that came out about what a, a rapist he is allegedly. I I think provedly right. Like he, uh, lo- he, he, he lost a, he the case. In prison. Yeah, he lost yes. the case. So, so I guess we can assert that as a fact now, or at least a, a jury found fact. <laughs> but anyway, I love that there's uh, still people out there who like defend him. You know? Yeah, I don't get it. I it's once so many people come forward, and that's the other thing too. You know, do people do women lie about this from time to time? Uh, you know, occasionally. Sure. I mean, yeah, it happens that. The, the one that comes to mind is the lacrosse team dudes that were accused of this and that turned out not to be true. That was a long time ago. But right. but for the most part, I mean, you know, most of the time women aren't lying about this. Why would you? Why is this a story you'd, you'd make up? You know, there's not a lot to gain. And you get, most of these women get mercilessly attacked uh, by at least some section of society. So... Yeah, I don't, uh, for the most part, I don't know why, you know, I'm not saying don't give someone the benefit of the doubt. We have a a, a legal system where it's guilty until uh, proven innocent. I usually like to withhold judgment until I've, you know, seen, you know, evidence uh, one way or the other. But so if if it would have been one woman that came out against him, then I, then I would be like, you know, let's wait and see and everything. But when you know, 45, 50 women come out of the woodwork and all say they've done this. And then there are people all over Hollywood saying, yeah, we heard uh, rumors about this and whispers about this for years. That's a lot of evidence. Yeah, I've heard about this for like 20 years and I'm no celebrity in spite of uh, what, uh, you know. Oh, come, don't, tell your, don't sell yourself short, Mike. You are quickly <laughs> becoming an internet celebrity. The best kind. <laughs> But I mean, I knew about this like 20 years ago. It's like, you know, like how you, it's another, oh, there's another like thing that's very similar to this. Like something that you've like heard, like the whole, uh, I think Brian Singer, you know, like how he yes. like, recently is like, yep. I've been hearing about that for years as well. You know, I mean, yep, like me there's been pictures on the internet for like 10 years or more where like he's dressed as like a priest at like a pool party and there's like a bunch of like, you know, 16 year old boys around him. 
Yeah, exactly. And isn't Arvid from uh, Head of the Class some sort of rapist or something? It's the other one. It's Dennis. He's, oh, Dennis, he's yeah. not. He, he he was like a producer of a lot of like Disney uh, shows. I don't yeah. think he was like a proven rapist or anything like that, but he was very like creepy, like in a lot of regards. Like there'd be a lot of things where he's like taking pictures of like the child actresses like feet and stuff like that. Oh wow. And I, is and it, I think he's said... Tarantino? Uh no, I don't think so. <laughs> um and I think I could be wrong, but I think some people claim that he's like the father of Britney Spears' little sister's child. Oh wow. She was like on like one of those Disney okay. I assume it was his show when she got like pregnant, but Gotcha. I don't really know about that. I mean, I don't know the details, obviously, but yeah, it's uh, it's just weird. Yeah. Well, the whole thing. No. <coughs> excuse me. The whole thing's kind of messed up anyway because, you know, like I I look at like uh, an Ariana Grande or uh, Selena Gomez, two the like probably the last two names of these like Nickelodeon Disney women that I'm gonna know for the rest of my life but uh you know like the way they sexualize these kids on these shows you know it's 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 subtle but it's there and that's a problem too the whole thing is a problem and hollywood has had this problem for a long 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 time probably since about the beginning (laughs) I'm sure, because even like in the movie The uh, Aviator with, uh, you know, Leonardo DiCaprio mm-hmm. playing um, Howard Hughes, like that's like in the 20s or 30s, and like he's marrying like a 16 year old, you know. So there's, yep. Also, I mean, I'm sure she wasn't 16 when they first started getting. Married. Exactly, and yeah, the the it's a problem. The whole the whole thing's a problem, and you know, it's something Hollywood still really hasn't addressed. But, but hey, at least they give us a lot of crap. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> As we talk about on our show every week. So listen to Massive Life. <laughs> but that is our episode for the day. So uh, tell a friend to listen to this episode where we talk about the merits of uh, selling babies and, and and hit men and whether or not. And we, and we made all those jokes about China. We weren't serious about any of that stuff. Right, exactly. So China. If you still want to hack into Hollywood for us and give us, you know, hot, fresh scoops, go ahead and do that. Actually, that's uh, South, uh, North Korea that does that. Oh, okay. China doesn't hack things, too? They don't care anymore? Not like, not like movies. All right. Well, I don't know. Don't, I don't really give a fuck about you, China. No offense. We're not going to be heard there anyway. Actually, we do. We do have a couple listeners in China now that I think uh. about it. Oh, sorry, you're on a list now. We, we'll miss you. Yeah. Run, hide. Run, run. <laughs> All right, we will see you next week. Bye. See you next time.